This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you one final time from Progressive Field before we head out to Goodyear, Arizona and Guardians Spring Training, which is underway with pitchers and catchers reporting earlier this week. The official first day of camp is Monday with the first workout Tuesday for the entire squad, but in reality, most of the players have been in Goodyear for a little while anyway, so uh, there may be a straggler or two, but uh, just about the entire roster out there and ready to go. And we have a good show lined up for you today. We'll continue our previews of American League Central Division opponents. We'll check out the White Sox with their broadcaster, Len Casper, and then also Ryan Lefevre, who's been a longtime broadcaster with the Kansas City Royals. We'll fill us in, uh, fill us in on a lot of changes with Kansas City this season. So a lot to get to on this week's show and we begin with a leftover from Guardians Fest that uh, took place uh, about a month ago mid-January. We had a chance to catch up with catcher Bo Naylor who figures to be one of the intriguing players to watch this spring. Do the Guardians keep a young bright prospect at the catcher position while it may not be a starting position for him with full-time playing time. That'll be the decision if he forces their hand with some good play this spring. And when we caught up with Bo, he was coming off a solid 2022 campaign, really had a breakthrough season at both the AA and then AAA level and made his major league debut. And we asked him about some of the keys to reaching the major leagues last season. Uh, well, I think that that just goes all the way down to um – you know the preparation and uh, you know the consistency in my routines. Um, I think that that is what keeps me um, as as confident as I can be um, in my own ability. You know, the the most I try to do is go out there and play hard, do everything that I can, and and even before the game, like just prepare to for for any possible outcome. So. Um, you know, I think I'm going into things feeling really confident, but, you know, ready for any challenges that might come my way. It's always interesting for young catchers because there's a little bit more to do. And, and I think teams really are, I don't, I think hesitant's not the right word, but they want to make sure you're ready in all areas. And what are some of the things that, 
that you look toward as you head into this season to try and make this club right away? You know, really getting to know um, like the league, the people that we're going to be going up against and going into the games with a plan. You know, um, I think that if I can make um, my teammates around me and the guy on, on the bump as comfortable as possible, having me behind there and, and, and trusting in me, um, that'll just make um, everything go easier when we're out there. Uh, so, yeah, I think, again, it just goes all the way down to preparation and um, just making sure that I'm doing my part to put this uh, winning team in positions to continue to win. I know you spent a fair amount of the offseason in Arizona. Are you able to work on those things, or, or do you even want to work on those things in, in the offseason, or is it more just taking care of your body and making sure that part's ready? I definitely want to take care of them because, you know, these, these, are, these are the points where you can get it almost in, in the back of your mind and make it like second nature. So once, once you kind of have that, that, uh, that plan in the back of your mind and you're out in the game, things become easier. Um, I'd always said I don't want uh, to leave it up to, um, you know, in-game, only up to in-game experience for me to be able to, you know, have an impact on the game. I want to go into a game prepared and ready for the people that we're going to face and, uh, you know, giving the guy on the bump the best opportunity to be able to win. You live with your brother Josh for for a little bit. Does that help in in adjustments to the major leagues and maybe some little tricks to the trade that could be helpful for you? Yeah, no doubt. Josh is a, is a, he's an incredible mentor. He's been someone that has inspired me since I could remember. Um, just the way he handles the game and you know the way he teaches the game, not only to myself but you know the other the other young players coming up into this game you know everyone knows that uh this club had a, a lot of rookies and josh has been a pivotal um mentor in i feel like all of their careers to be able to make that transition as easy as possible and you know i'm i'm a part of that uh and i think uh it's a little easier for me because i you know i i get to share a house with him and i get to pick his brain whenever and he he doesn't shy away from any opportunity to be able to help me so uh, yeah, he, he makes it so so much easier than you know it might be for another player. Bo Naylor joining us, and in the category of trying to cover all the bases, uh, you, you're hard into trying to learn Spanish. <laughs> and uh, just to explain how valuable that could be if, if you can master it or at least uh, have it be workable, That especially working with pitchers who are from Latin America. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, I think... Uh, outside of the game I really want to get to know my teammates on a personal level and I think for a lot of people that, that language barrier puts a little bit of a hindrance in it to get to know them as, as much as possible so um, you know me being the the teammate that I am always wanting people to have confidence and trust in me I think that also comes with taking a dive into other cultures um, and for me that's that's learning Spanish being able to communicate with them and you know create a great relationship outside of the game that way when we're in it um, we have that trust going into it. So, uh, yeah, I, I only just think of it as me doing my part. And when you look at, at being here this weekend, um, you were here obviously during a great time during the postseason. What's it been like this weekend just being able to interact with fans and do some different activities? Uh, it's been amazing. I think this is important to be able to, you know, get those relationships back with the fans and, and, and start it early into the, into the new year. They were extremely amazing. I mean, I wasn't there for long, but, you know, for the time that I was there, just being around them, being able to see how much they support their team 
and provide that that confidence for the players uh, it's it's amazing and I think that it's only important for us to do our duty to you know give back to them and get to be there for them to create these relationships moving forward into the season that's catcher Bo Naylor and again uh, his fate will be interesting to watch throughout the spring as he continues to progress toward the major leagues on a full-time basis. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll talk Chicago White Sox, one of the teams that's expected to challenge the Guardians for supremacy atop the American League Central Division. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Baseball, basketball, pickleball. Those are sports, and people love sports. If you love sports, you should know this. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Does saving have anything to do with sports? No. The people love sports, so I'm yelling sports out. Hockey, swimming, golf. Not all sports have the word ball in there, so save big when you switch to Progressive. Go, sports teams. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Classe is ready. The 2-2 pitch to Grandall. A swing and a chopper to third. Ramirez gloves, sets, throws, bogey. And the sweep is complete. They wipe out Chicago in three straight games. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And uh, last season, the White Sox were the favorite to win the American League Central Division. And it was a a season that they would like to forget. Broadcaster Len Casper says perhaps uh, the biggest key is putting 2022 behind the Chicago White Sox. Rosie, great to talk to you as always. And you're right. You know, the White Sox last year went 81 and 81. And it felt, I think, for a lot of people internally and externally, like it was a you know, 68 and 94 type season because the expectations were just enormous and they could never really get on a roll. There was one little spurt in September that you remember well, and that's when the Guardians came to Chicago and and swept the White Sox and kind of ran away with the division there over the final couple of weeks. Uh, But injuries kind of played a big role last year. Uh, The defense was not very solid. Uh, there were some very good individual performances. Dylan Cease finished uh, as the runner-up for the AL Cy Young. Um, but, you know, it's a group that's largely intact coming back, and I know we'll talk about some of those changes 
but a new a new manager, uh, largely a new coaching staff as well, and I think there's a lot of excitement going into camp. Any surprise that that Tony Larusa is not back for this season? Well, you know, his health uh, at the end of the year was uh, unfortunately a big topic, and uh, I think he realized that it wasn't uh, fair to the club that he had to miss so much time and. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that were to linger into 2023, but it just felt like this job, <laughs> and, I, and I know Tito could tell you, uh, and, and has gone through some stuff as well, it, it really can age you. Uh, and, and Tony is now 77, 78. Uh, I, I was really impressed with the, the energy he brought to the job over the two years uh, that he spent with us. And I'm uh, really grateful uh, for getting to know him. Uh, he's one of the all-time greats, right? He is the second second most wins in Major League history, and I just think that he realized that it was time to, to make sure that his health is number one and uh, to let the White Sox kind of move on in this window uh, with somebody who, you know, that wouldn't be a distraction for in terms of health. So taking over is Pedro Griffo, long time, in the Kansas City Royals organization. Uh, obviously, spring training has yet to even begin, but uh, short term, what have you learned about him, and, and what do you expect this season from him? I, I've spent uh, some time chatting and texting with, with Pedro. We're roughly the same age. We're in our early 50s, so, you know, it's it's funny as 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 you and I and, and Hammy and we all get older and the players seem to, to, to stay the same age, it is nice to – every once in a while, um, you know, have these cultural references with people who are, who are our own age. So I, I look forward to talking a lot of 80s television with Pedro. But uh, on the baseball side, uh, he's very open to a lot of big baseball questions. And with the new shifting rules, I've already you know talked to him about some defensive strategy questions. And, and he, he welcomes that stuff. Uh, he's done a little bit of everything in terms of front office uh, coaching. As you mentioned, uh, most recently, the bench coach in Kansas City. You know, I think the Royals probably would have hired him, but because of their situation, you know, they probably didn't want to replace the manager with his lieutenant. And they probably felt they needed to go outside the organization. I think that's a very natural thing to do. So, um, Pedro watched this White Sox team 19 times last year. I think he has a good beat on what this team needs uh, to get back to that 90-win type of profile. But it it, it sounded like uh, the Royals were in a tough spot, that they didn't want to lose him, but they probably felt like they had to go outside and, and get a guy, as, as you know, uh, uh, Matt uh, Cotero, who was with Cleveland and then Tampa Bay, and I think we'll do a nice job with the Royals. So, yeah, the, the new blood in terms of uh, managers in this division is going to be intriguing. Len Casper joining us, broadcaster for the Chicago White Sox, our White Sox preview as we get closer to spring training. And, uh, Len, you look at changes on your roster, and probably the certainly the biggest name not back would be Jose Abreu, who is kind of synonymous with the rebuild there and, and then – part of the good teams the past couple of seasons. Uh, going to be odd to, to not see him down there at first base for the first time in a while. It really will. He, he will go down as one of the all-time uh, greats in the history of this franchise. His uh, numbers speak for themselves. He's in the top five or ten in just about every offensive category. But for me, it's the, it's the person. 
just such a great human being and a guy who basically plays every day. And that, that's a big hole to, to fill. But with the makeup of this roster and with his age, you know, uh, good for him, man. He got a three-year deal with the Astros, and I think he's just a perfect fit uh, for the Astros. And <laughs> interestingly enough, I don't know if, you, if you've seen the White Sox schedule, Rosie, but uh, we start in Houston the first four games of the season against the Astros. So uh, I hope it takes Jose maybe a week or so to kind of get ready in a, in a new uniform um, because <laughs> that's, that, that, that's a little scary to ponder. Um, but it opens the door for Andrew Vaughn to play his natural position, which is first base. Uh, I think Jose's defense was also underrated. He was one of our better defensive uh, guys, uh, but Vaughn has good hands over there at first. He did everything the club asked by playing the corner outfield spots, but he, he admits he's just, he's not a natural outfielder. Uh, Andrew Benintendi's now uh, the everyday left fielder. And I think you'll see Eloy Jimenez as the main designated hitter. He may get occasional reps out in right field, but I would anticipate uh, he'll be the DH most of the time. So th- th- there was really a log jam in the outfield, as you know, last year. And I think moving Vaughn to first, he knows now that that's his everyday position. Uh, I-, I do think that it helps the-, the makeup of this roster, even though you lose your best player uh, over the last 10 years in Jose. That's amazing sometimes how you, you have to try and find that right fit for your, for your roster as much as bringing as much talent in as, as you can. And one final thought from from Len Casper. Len, it, gosh, it just seemed the way last season went. White Sox fans were almost angry at at the team. It, it really was um, kind of an uncomfortable feeling when things did not go well, uh, especially for the home games. Has that turned a little bit? And 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 some good good optimism coming back for a team that really was exciting and and kind of was challenging the Cubs for supremacy for at least in some sections of Chicago a year ago. Well, the passion here is is off the charts, and you know this is uh, a city that expects uh, greatness, especially when everybody was picking the White Sox last year to to run away with the division, and everybody was frustrated. And I have to tell you, internally talking to players, the manager, the coaching staff, I didn't hear one person say anything negative about the fans uh, having their voices heard. Uh, I think that it. it Apathy's worse than than booing, right? And uh, when the White Sox had their nice stretch toward the end of the year, the fans were right with them, and they drew really well all year. Uh, I think if this team can get off to a good start, uh, the fans will be right back with them. But they go through a four-game losing streak, the boo birds will be out. Uh, I don't mind that at all. I, I I like it, and I think that it it holds the players accountable, and uh, they're they're very very into the idea of we need to prove to everybody that last year is not who we are len enjoy the, the what's left of the off season it's uh, closing down fast but uh, we'll look forward to seeing you out in arizona during the exhibition season rosie thanks for calling and uh can't wait to see you in spring training you got it len thank you always good to catch up with len casper the broadcaster for the White Sox, formerly television broadcaster for the Chicago Cubs, who moved across town a couple of seasons ago. We'll stay with our look around the American League Central Division on this week's edition of Guardians Weekly. When we return, it's Kansas City Royals broadcaster Ryan LaFever with a Royals preview. That's coming up next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network.
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly, and we continue with our look around the American League Central Division, Guardians rivals for the division crown. And uh, the last of our previews, we head to Kansas City and uh, have a Royals preview with their fine broadcaster, Ryan Lefevre. And Ryan, we always like to say, former Cleveland farmhand. Uh, you'll carry that moniker to all eternity, I guess, huh? Well, thanks to Hammy. Uh, <laughs> that's still a lie because I think everybody else associated with with uh, Cleveland at that time is, is mostly gone now, but Hammy has a way of bringing it up every now and then, and, and he keeps that torch burning. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, hey, a, a big-time offseason, and really dating back to the season last year of change for Kansas City. Um, let's first start general manager-wise uh, toward the tail end of last season. Uh, the change was made at the top of the baseball operations department with Dayton Moore moving on and, and J.J. Piccolo taking over. Uh, he had been in the organization for a while, so has there been much of a change that you've noticed so far or still too early to tell? I don't think so, Rosie. And that was a painful day, especially for those of us who have been around for a while. I mean, Dayton was much more than a president. He was at the end, he was president of baseball operations, but um, for all intents and purposes, he was still the general manager and, and, and leading the, the department from the general manager position as well. But, um, you know, he, he brought a belief to our organization when we were really bad. I mean, losing 90 and 100 games year after year and came over from the Braves and completely remodeled the organization and changed the expectations. He brought in Ned Yost, who was named to our Hall of Fame this week. And we went to back-to-back -back World Series and won one, which is just a, a tremendous accomplishment. If you think about our market size and how many true small revenue teams, you know, have won a World Series, it's uh, it's difficult. And he was just a and, and Dayton, I say, was I mean, he still is. And he's with the Rangers now as an advisor to Chris Young, who pitched for us in, in the 15 World Series. Uh, but a father figure, a big brother, a mentor to many people in the organization. So that was that was really hard personally for a lot of people, including myself. And to help soften the blow, his top lieutenant, J.J. Piccolo, was handed baseball operations and he kept just about everybody that was beneath him. So different leadership at the top, but beneath that, there's still a lot of familiarity. And a change in the manager's office. And one of the, the all time nice guys who have come through here in Cleveland a couple of years back. And he has since 
uh, carved out a nice niche as a bench coach with Tampa Bay. But Matt Cataro will be the new manager of the Royals. And uh, early returns there, and obviously it's tough. You haven't been uh, to spring training yet, and and it's just getting going. But uh, from what you've been able to to gather, what can he bring that that might speed along that process of rebuilding for Kansas City? Well, before we started this interview, you were telling me how much you thought of him from the time that he was on Terry Francona's staff, and that just seems to come up over and over again from – people with Cleveland, people with Tampa Bay, where he comes from, and just other people in the industry who have crossed paths with him, that he's just very down to earth. He's very calm. I think uh, when Mike Matheny was our manager, he was unfairly characterized as just being too intense. I mean, his personality is he's just an intense person, but I think that was misread by a lot of people. Because, you know, you catch a guy on camera in the middle of the game and, you know, he looks like he's angry or he's upset. I mean, that was just addition. Um, and yet the organization felt like it was it was time to maybe bring in someone who had a, a more even keeled approach. And that seems to be Matt Cotuero. I mean, he's he's done just about everything you'd want in baseball, you know, playing, coaching and managing at different levels, big league at different levels. And um, there was a feeling in the organization that maybe the Royals were a bit too old school in their approach toward analytics, which isn't entirely accurate. I think there there's that Dayton more believed in, and those pillars had to do with just the human being and, and how you, you know, you believe in the human being, you stay with the human being, you trust in the human being and um, that you can get some things out of a computer, but not everything. But, Nonetheless, just a feeling that we needed to be more analytical driven. So uh, Quatrero has that background with uh, Tampa Bay. And then we also get your bullpen coach, Brian Sweeney, to be our pitching coach. And and obviously Cleveland in a very similar revenue situation as we are, has had a you know a tremendous amount of success, including last year. So just different voices, different angles to look at the game. And so more of the change is in the dugout than it is in the front office. Ryan LaFever joining us, broadcaster for the Kansas City Royals, as we preview a Central Division opponent for the Guardians. On the field, you have one of the the most intriguing young players in the game today in Bobby Witt Jr. What did you see last year that that was so exciting? And then uh, where can he take it from there after a really strong rookie season? Well, he handled a tremendous amount of pressure. I mean, he was named the number one prospect in baseball and uh, a front runner to win American League Rookie of the Year before the season began. And, I mean, that's that's enough right there to uh, you know, put enough pressure on a player where they feel like they have to perform at a level they've never performed before at a level where they have never performed but he came right out of the gate immediately. Was, I mean, it was against you guys the first two games of the season. He had the game-winning RBI in his first big league game, and then he had a tremendous defensive play to throw out a runner at the plate in the second game. And we won the first two games against you guys, and we thought we were off and running. The season didn't turn out. But just watching him every day, Rosie, I mean, he never seemed overwhelmed. He made some typical rookie mistakes, which usually has to do with rushing and trying to force things that just aren't there. 
thinking, you know, I've done this before at A ball and double A, I can do this in the big leagues, which usually is true, but maybe not sometimes in your rookie year, other things, other parts of your game have to develop first before you can be an impact impact player. Um, but by and large, I thought he, I thought he handled it all really well. Uh, he had some, he wasn't as good defensively as he wanted to be. We feel like he can be a lot better defensively at shortstop. And that probably hurt him more than anything else when it came to the rookie of the year voting in the end, because uh, offensively, I mean, his combination of numbers, stolen bases, home runs, RBIs, runs scored, all that kind of stuff, doubles, uh, was you know one of the best in our franchise history and American League history. On the other side of the experience level, uh, you really have one of the, the fine players in the game for a long, long time in your catcher, Salvador Perez. I know he's battled some injury issues uh, the past couple of seasons. Uh, how does he fit, though, and how important do you see him being if the Royals are, are to, to get back on that winning track this season? Well, first of all, he wants to be here. Uh, whether the team is winning a World Series and he was World Series MVP or we're trying to fight off 100 losses. He's, he's all in, in Kansas city. You know, he has twice given up the opportunity to go to, you know, free agency. And, you know, there'd be a lot of large market teams that would like to have him and, and pay him whatever he wanted to have him there. But he, this is his team. He really seems to understand the price for comfort and peace of mind and legacy. And, um, and so, and he's just really developed. He, he continues to get better. And you know, there are plenty of guys in the game that get to a level where he is and they kind of say, well, okay, I've proven what I need to prove. I'm good enough. And I'll just, I'll just kind of stay here. But he, uh, uh, Pedro Grafol, who is the White Sox manager now, was our bench coach and, and Salvi's closest confidant. And, and Pedro would always go on and on about how Salvi would say, come on, we need to work before the game. And, and what do I need to do to get better? So if your best player has that attitude and he's a World Series MVP and perennial all-star, gold glove winner, uh, that just rubs off on the younger players. Because if he's playing hurt, he's playing every day, he's putting in the extra work, there is no excuse for the younger players not to follow that lead. So when you look at at ways for the Royals to, to be a contender again. Uh, obviously, last year on the mound, a real struggle and, and some disappointments there because I know uh, so much optimism about the young arms. Uh, what's the key, you think, to, to unlocking some of that potential there? Well, I don't know if I'd use make or break. That might be too strong. But this year is a very important year for a lot of guys, and beginning with the starting pitchers who all – came up at some point in that short 2020 season and then also came up in 2021. So they have experience. They know what it takes to win at the major league level. Uh, but outside of Brady Singer, they just, they just haven't done it yet. So rather than go out and supplement the roster with some veterans, more so than we did, I mean, we made some moves and, and brought in some, some veterans for some depth. The organization just decided, hey, let's let's give them another full season in the big leagues and see what they can do. I don't think we'll be in that position next year, Rosie. I mean, I think there's good, there are going to be guys that they're going to say, okay, this is our guy, and they might try and sign them to a sign them to a long term contract. 
And then there's going to be guys where they're just going to decide, hey, you know, they're, they're either not ready for this level. Um, they will never be able to perform at this level, or maybe it's time for a, for a change of scenery. So it's a pivotal year for the organization and a, a pivotal year for a lot of young players because they're given, they're, they're going to get another full season to um, prove that they belong in the big leagues and that they're worthy of being here for the long term. It'll be interesting to see a lot of changes in Kansas City um, in the manager's office and, and some coaching changes, and uh, we'll see if that leads to improvement. We won't see the Royals till late June, I'm showing on my schedule here. and I know that For the this, first time? I think so. It, it, obviously, oh. things are different because the, the amount of games against division opponents, not nearly as many as it used to be. There's a couple of series there in September and October, but yeah, I'm showing late June Well, at your maybe place. that's a Maybe that's a makeup for the lockout schedule last year. And when we finished the season playing six in a row in Cleveland. <laughs> that's true. Did you pay rent for that? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I really do enjoy coming to Cleveland and seeing you and, and Hammy. And um, I think you and I have agreed over the years that our two organizations are very similar in how they, how they treat people and, and respect people. And so I, I enjoy coming to Cleveland. My wife and my youngest son, got to come to Cleveland for the first time. So we, we just settled in and we had a blast. Well, that's great to hear. And, uh, very much the same going out to Kansas city, some, some great food options in the Kansas city area for sure. And uh, always fun to go to Kauffman stadium. And, and why don't we finish there? Uh, what are you hearing on, on the ballpark front? Well, we need it. Um, I'm sure you love going there. I love going there. Most teams and, and broadcasters love going there. We still have a really good um, position for broadcasters to call the game, but we just we've squeezed every dime we can out of that complex. And like most teams are doing now, we need to find more ways to create revenue and more ways to create interest. I mean, Coffin Stadium is a beautiful ballpark, but it's isolated from the rest of the city, and so um, I think it's going to go on the ballot in August. But it's not it's not a it's not a luxury for us to get, have a downtown ballpark. We really need a new ballpark, and it needs to be downtown. Uh, certainly, something that bears watching. Ryan Lefevre, thanks so much for coming by, talking Royals baseball, and we'll see you once uh, we meet in the regular season, or when I see you in spring training. That's true. That's true. You're right up the road, but uh, it should be a fun year. Thanks so much for for stopping by. Hey, good to talk with you, Rosie. That's Ryan LaFever, broadcaster for the Royals. Stay tuned. More to come after this on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. sports words. Some people hear any sports word and they can't help but listen. Like drive. Drive is another sports word. And drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. You might say those savings are on par with the best in the league. (laughs) You see, par is also a sports word, so I know you're still listening. And that's called covering our bases. Okay, I'm done now. But I'm serious about drivers saving big with Progressive. Now I'm really done. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary.
Shane Bieber in his final inning. He's had 113 pitches. He fires. And it's swung on and missed. And he'll finish the ball game with nine strikeouts in the seven innings that he worked. Buck Farmer sets, fires. And the pitch swung on, ripped to right down the line. It goes fair ball. It'll rattle around the right field corner. And Jose's in standing with his 17th double. He, folks, is back. Now the 2-2 pitch. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. Ball game. He got him with a slider. Are you ready now? Get up and count it down. It's our time. It's our town. We should make it loud. You know, the one thing I will say, with age, it takes longer to recharge. There's no getting around that. Yeah. And then with some of the health things I had, it got tough. This has been a really fun offseason because I, for once, I'm wearing two shoes. You know, I'm able to do some things and, and, and get revved up because I want to be able to enjoy the challenges that come with what we're doing because we don't know what's going to happen. And I think to do it right, you got to have a certain amount of energy. And, and these these young players have helped energize me. There's no getting around that. Um, I'm excited to see what we can do. It's coming quick. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly, our final segment from downtown Cleveland and Progressive Field. Great to have you with us as we talk baseball on the radio. Our last show from here next week, we will be at spring training in anticipation of the Cactus League opener. It will be next Saturday when uh, the Guardians take on the Cincinnati Reds, and that's a radio game with a first pitch time of 3.05 from Goodyear Ballpark, and you can catch it on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians radio network. That's where you can catch our show each week as well. We will have a show uh, next week as we do every week throughout the calendar year. And uh, next week it will originally uh, originate from Goodyear, Arizona, and you can hear it on many of these uh, Guardians Radio Network stations, as well as in podcast form, wherever you like to download your favorite podcasts. You can also hear Guardians Weekly at cleguardians.com. All the archived editions are there on the website as well. And don't forget, if you want to pick up some tickets, great family value packs are on sale now. You can purchase uh, a family value pack that everyone in your family can enjoy and uh, they include four tickets plus $40 of loaded value to use at merchandise or concession stands, all for just 80 bucks. And you can add up to four additional tickets for just $20 each. And that includes $10 of loaded value. Just go to cleguardians.com tickets for all of the different ticket options. And uh, the Guardians figure to be uh, a much more hot ticket this season than they were heading in to the 2022 campaign after all the great things that happened to this ball club last season. That's going to do it for our show today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks, as always, to Brian Matze for helping to put together our show each week. And we are excited to say that we can join you from Goodyear, Arizona, next week for another edition of Guardians Weekly right here on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.